Welcome to Due South by Southeast, the podcast that gives Due South its Jews one episode at a time. And the fun's out and the rum's out and also the sun's out still in the UK uh, for like, there's been quite a few episodes now when we've had sunny weather. I know, what's going on? But uh, I should introduce anyone. I'm of course Detective Squee. With me as always is Dottie Baker. And joining us (laughs) again is our co-host... Mountain Michelle. Hello, apparently I'm here. Are you here? Uh, it's, we should actually say, we started uh, watching the episode of Due South this week at 11 o'clock because it was the only, 11 o'clock in the morning, this was the only time mm. we could really fit in to record an episode. So yeah, this is quite an early drinking episode of Due South, but we're like, we really have got to drink rum to record an episode, haven't we? I think it'd be extremely disappointing if we didn't. I know, and we at least have to have a couple in our system before we yeah. have to start talking on the mic, otherwise it just sounds wrong. Absolutely. We can't have a sober podcast. But Michelle, you know what I'm going to ask first. What rum are we drinking? Ooh, well, this is your rum. It is. Um, superior white rum. It is uh, Carta Blanca. Yeah. And uh, it's sweet and refined, apparently, sourced from Carib- from the Caribbean. Or Caribbean, as otherwise called. The Caribbean. Uh, and it's uh, a, a litre and a half of it. So we've got the volume going on there. And 37.5% volume. Uh, yeah. It was one which I was doing a uh, an order for shopping delivered from Asda. And they had this one. I thought, oh, this is one we haven't tried before. And you know what? It's a perfectly okay rum. And we don't often do white rum as well. So it makes a nice change. I'm like, yeah, it's... Uh, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's fine. It's all right. It's fine. That's all. You know, <laughs> nothing special. It's, it's not, not going to blow so- but... socks off. It's not Old Hopkins, yeah. which is so cheap for such a, a really good rum. Mm. You know, it's not the most amazing ever, but it's a perfectly great session rum. Uh, this is just okay. This one, I think, would be quite good in some cocktails. Yeah, if you just want a cocktail one where the flavour of the rum doesn't matter too much, but it doesn't <laughs> create a bad, one, <laughs> but it doesn't create a bad flavour because there's some rums yeah. which are so bad they create a bad flavour in something. Yeah, this is, this is a good one. This is fine. Yeah, you just want a cheap, cheap rum to mix in with a cocktail. Mm. This will do. I can fine. see it in like a Malibu type drink. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we buy this rum? Yeah. <laughs> if you want. Don't worry if you don't. <laughs> yeah, if you do though. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. So, um, oh, let's like look. We've got to fire through this one. This might be not, not be the longest episode 
of the podcast because I've got to meet Nicola for lunch. Uh, I say got to. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, her lovely daughter, Danny. So uh, we're going to go straight into a feature we like to call... We like to call sound effect doesn't play properly is what we like to call it. If I turn the volume down on my iPad... Michelle, why do you think of all this? <laughs> well, me and technology, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's why it sounds like something that would be your fault, even though it's clearly mine. It's a little feature I like to call... It's what I like to call that feature. Uh, thank you, as always, to Johnny White Trash and Matt Lees, who also does the music for the, for the beginning theme mm-hmm. tune. And I keep forgetting, just generally, thank you to our network, uh, to the Wonky Span Network, who puts this podcast up every week, where you'll find other wonderful shows. Nerd vs. World, which is just about all about geekery. You've got a show about um, Wonky Gamer, about gaming, loads of other really amazing stuff. Please do check out that fine site. So when you're up getting this episode of Due South by Southeast, which, you know, if you go to their site, you'll find it. Check them out as well. Yeah. So type into Wonky Spanner into your browser, you'll get it. They're awesome. Cool. So, uh, Michelle, you've got a mini Monty this week. Oh, yes, I do. And I'm so excited because it's from an email. Somebody actually managed to decipher our email address from me giving it out every week. So exciting. I That's must be amazing. doing it right. You can't be moaning. You can't well, moan well, I mean, Michelle, what is it? Right. This um, email address. Hold on. I've got it up. No, no, no. Just say it. Say it without looking. JuiceSouthBSC <laughs> at gmail.com. It is. Yes, it is. But if they want to contact us in another format, say Twitter. Um, at JuiceSouthBSC. On uh, Instagram. At JuiceSouthBSC. On Facebook. Um, just, oh, it's just South by Southeast Group. Yeah, this group. Yeah, that's all correct. And if they want to go onto AOL chat, where would they find oh, us? Oh, shush. That's so old. <laughs> that can't exist. I think it technically still does exist, but we're not on there. AOL email certainly still exists because Kevin Smith used it. He's, him and Ralph Garman are two of really? the few people who still do. How old are they? Yeah, I know. I know. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so really exciting. I feel like my begging last time actually worked. Maybe yeah. someone felt so sorry for me. They were like, okay, I'll email. Yeah. <laughs> but it's someone we're familiar with from mm. the... Um, from our uh, e- emails? or No, from no, our Twitter. From our Twitter, Twitter sorry. Email, and yeah. our... Um, follow on Instagram? I think it's also on Instagram, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Chris Hart has... Hi, um, Chris. Hi, and thank you so much for emailing. Yeah, sent us a little email. and I'll read it to you. I would like to join your mini Mountie Club. I think I deserve to be let in because I've, I have my own Diefenbaker. That is amazing. And that's why I started following him on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and he says, P.S. Keep up the good work. And the more people that know about Self, the less time I have to explain why my dog has a weird name. <laughs> We give that one big A. Oh, definitely. Big salute there. Um, unfortunately, I can't show you on this. But, but yeah, we just salute on a podcast. Thank <laughs> you for pointing out, Michelle. That's that's better than me doing that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I shouldn't point out all the weird things we do. No, please. <laughs> Don't say that. That makes it sound much, much worse than what's actually happening. Now people are thinking, what, what do they do that we can't yeah. see? Yeah. Mm. But yeah, absolutely. You are in our mini Mountie Club. You are number 59. You are more than welcome, sir. Uh, and it also saves me from uh, putting in the England football team who are into the uh, <laughs> semi-finals, which is amazing. Like, I'm not a football guy, but that's pretty cool. Um, and I was going to put them in honorarily, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad we don't have to. Yeah, yeah we, have, we have a genuine mini Mountie now. Yeah, it just feels like she, nothing against the England team. Well done to them, again. Yeah, well done. Doing great. Keep it up. 
If we get into the final, I might give them an honorary thing. And yeah. it kind of sort of would have been appropriate this week, because getting into the episode now, it was an episode about hockey. Mm. So this one is the Blue Line, Michelle. It is. And so it's kind of a sporting episode. So, you know, the football team... Yeah, go on, look. And I, I, we'll be on P1 on the list, but an honorary mention to the England football team. And, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, they're playing later today, so... Come yeah. on, England! Yeah, uh, everyone's listening going, it's like... So you're pinging your team who just went out. No, hopefully we're not doing that. <laughs> hopefully you will be listening to this going, wow, the ones who won it. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, I'm not going to say see. anything more. <laughs> like, uh, it was tempting to say something else, which was shitty, but uh, there, there's no reason. No, it's, it's, it's great. It's, yeah, it's, I, I did, can't believe when I heard it's only the third time ever we've gone to the final. Yeah. Or to the semi-final, sorry. I guess we're normally rubbish. That's one way to look at it. Uh, I'm not saying anything. So we started off the episode. Oh, do you want to go through? I'm just going to go through a bit of IMDb. Yeah, you do your bit. Well, thank you. That's very generous <laughs> of you to let me do a bit on, on our podcast. So uh, this was the Blue Liners. Say, uh, according to IMDb, and their dates are wildly off most of the time on South for some reason. Uh, this was the 19th of September, 95. By the way, just just a quick thing to point out for any listeners. If I'm a little bit spacey or if I kind of... Uh, if Michelle drops on the floor. <laughs> oh, uh, if my volume level is a bit up and down and stuff, I've got my ears. When you're quite finished, Michelle, you I've got my ears okay. blocked. <laughs> yeah, I can hear out one ear very precisely. Things I've got my ears blocked with wax, both ears, which is very annoying. I haven't even been able to record my other podcast this week because um, I do that one over Skype usually with interviews and talking to my co-host in America. So, like, I can't really do the headphones and stuff. I can just about hold a conversation in person. But the thing is, if, if there's a sound in the background, my ears keep on focusing on that. Like, I can hear background sounds. It's like it's lost the focus on my hearing. So I don't know what that's about. But anyway, both my ears are, are blocked. So can I quietly insult you and you won't hear me? No, I'll probably still hear that. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I went to the doctor, especially. I woke up one of my ears was pretty blocked. I went in sound. It just completely blocked over went to the doctors and they said, no, it's both them. Pretty much 100% works build up. But one of them, obviously, just hasn't quite got to say to where it's blocked it over to the point where I can't mm. hear. But I could, I could suddenly remember all these occasions recently where I've been, like, a background noise has seemed really overpowering to what people are saying to me. And I thought, that's weird. I've lived, like, I've lived the same place for ages, but I'm hearing planes really clearly. We are kind of in the flight path area. Mm. But I never really got bothered by them before. So anyway, yeah, that's that. For this episode, the thin, the thin blue line, the, the blue, blue line, line, the police. Yeah, not the police. The blue line. Uh, IMDb describes it as thus. This is by Kenny, who wrote this review. While trying to rekindle a teenage friendship with a long-time hockey player, with a big-time hockey player. Michelle, read Should that. I read up. it. Yeah. <clears throat> While trying to rekindle a teenage friendship with a big-time. Oh, oh no, it's catching ice hockey player, Fraser must overcome interference from the local mob as well as his old friend's ego and arrogance. Yeah. I did actually recently find out my problem with reading out loud stuff like that is actually does stem from dyslexia. Okay. Apparently there's uh, loads of people suffering with dyslexia have problems reading out. Yeah, it's not just me being rubbish. It's just... (laughs) No, I'm saying it's just I'm rubbish. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have dyslexia, I'm just rubbish at reading out loud. Yeah. Um... Oh, sorry, there was another bit of business. I'll do that. I'll try and remember to do that at the end. Okay. But uh, this is directed by George Broomfield and writer is Paul Haggis and one other, and David Shaw. Mm. 
Oh, David Shaw does a lot of writing on Jesus outside. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, this is just a sweet old episode. And, I mean, not a bad synopsis, but really, he's not trying to rekindle the friendship with this guy. He bumps into him. Yeah. Because right at the beginning, him and Ray, you know, Benny and Ray are out uh, you know, driving around. Cruising and, around uh, Chicago. Well, you know, I think we can get them to say, to, to say it themselves. Because, right. uh, as always, we record the first scene, and this is... Uh, no exception to a great opening to a due south. Dottie, could you snow, snow a bit louder? <laughs> could you snore a bit louder, please? Oh, the just look. give me a look oh, like... That look. What? Just, <laughs> stop giving me shit. Just get on with the podcast. Jesus. What do I hire you for? <laughs> okay, here's the, the opening scene. little opener uh it's lovely to have deep being a hockey fan that's really yes. nice uh yeah. i i love the fact that uh benny genuinely doesn't sound happy about road safety being ignored oh, no. No, he, no, no, he no. sounds about as passionate as he gets about that which again perfectly in character got a nice little callback to the fact that it's a new car because the other one got blown up yeah and uh, well a new old car um that he just bought and Obviously, he's trying to wind up Benny because he's annoyed about the way what happened to his old car. It's all lovely woven yeah, together. This it one. kind of set off um, Ray's mischievous side, didn't it? And and he's swerving all over the place just to wind him up. Yeah. Completely forgetting about the safety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a police officer, surely the safety of the public should be your top priority. <laughs> no, no, not when you're feeling mischievous. <laughs> But and you know that that's such an engine to get into the episode as well. G South yeah. is usually pretty tight on. They don't do cold openings every time. Something which is a scene which isn't really connected ends up being connected. Like so, they're just doing an everyday activity, like driving down the road as normal, mm-hmm. and they have to drive past somewhere where the person is, who then leads them into the episode. It just connects in so nicely, but. So technically, that isn't really that LinkedIn. It's just they happen to drive past him. They've just connected it. Yeah. And sometimes they're ordering a bit of pizza and that leads into it. And just, it's. I think that's a really nice way of doing it. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons, you know, you've decided to always record the first the first scene, the first opening scene, is it's, it's always brilliant. Yeah. And it's always, it's normally a bit um, jolly, a bit more lighthearted. Doesn't matter what's coming up. It usually starts quite lighthearted and fun, which leads into it. They always have brilliant openers. It's one of the things I love about this program. And it really creates a nice. Uh, yeah, it's all, it's usually about relationship building yeah. between Benny and Ray, which I absolutely love. <sighs> and then, yeah, you really do get into the meat of it because it starts with a hold up in the um, it's a liquor store. Liquor there? store, liquor yeah, store. it's a liquor store. 
which is disgusting that in in America they've got stores just for licking hers. Um, <laughs> a liquor store. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just. I know. It's too early for these jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, you're right. My joke isn't any worse than usual. It's just, it's no more noticeable at this time of day. Um, that's what lunchtime drinking does. So, anyway, uh, yeah, so they, they have a hold up, and then the hockey player's there. Benny goes over to him, and the guy smacks Benny out of the way. Yeah. To try and get out of there. And uh, when the, the hold up does that, Every single patron of the liquor store has got a gun, which they pull out. It's like even like the old people when they're turning around with their guns out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's beautiful. It's just and very slapstick. Yeah. For such like you've got a store being held up and everyone's pulling out a gun to shoot and they make that funny. But isn't this what Trump wants for America? Well, <laughs> in all fairness, like Trump, I, I'm not saying this isn't making it a thousand times worse, but. <laughs> This was recorded quite a few, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, decades ago now. I think this is his vision, you know. It's like you wouldn't have people robbing stores because everyone would have a gun and you just turn around and shoot the, yeah. the person. But, you know, it's, it's obviously speaking to something which yeah. was in the culture already then. Yeah. And, you know, we're not being completely lefty. I mean, well, I can only speak for me personally on guns, but uh, for me, I have come to understand, thanks to my uh, friends in America and Canada who've got guns, about respectful gun ownership mm-hmm. and the fact that it's part of their culture and you know it's not up to I'm glad we don't have them here still but it's not up to me as someone from another country to say they should have no guns but I think yeah the proliferation and the lowering of gun laws just across the board is it's not a great thing <laughs> you know and, and getting rid of any gun safety or you know background checks and stuff isn't a good idea <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's just me though <laughs> and again I'm really happy I've got so many gun nut friends that I don't use that uh, pejoratively you know they love guns that's that's fine yeah. you know they would openly say this that they love guns and they're nice people and i get that they probably are very safe with guns i don't agree with them on a lot of stuff about gun safety but like we we have some wonderful conversations so just because i know that you and i because we are anti-gun really i know we talk about it a lot i don't want it to sound to our, our listeners as if we're not kind of open to talking to people and people who've got different viewpoints so you know no I think I, the impression that I got from this is that it was kind of like taking a mickey little bit about Completely. about the amount of people that have guns in America I think it it wasn't a serious take on you know all you know if only everyone had a gun this this wouldn't happen yeah. and I felt that this was just a little bit of comedy it wasn't to be taken too seriously and I would imagine that South probably um, cultivates a bit of a more lefty following just because yeah. the nature of it is more left-leaning as a yeah, show. I think so. Um, but I thought the same talk too, but the amount of people who are kind of right-wing, and we found out since Jodie was announced quite sexist, uh, mm, you know, yes. since they announced the first female doctor, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and that's not everyone who doesn't think a female good doctor is a good idea. There's some who have arguments why, you know, they don't think that's a great idea for the show. That's fine. There's some people who definitely take it into a really misogynistic place. Uh, anyway, sorry, like that's that's Ooh, totally tangent. Yeah, yeah, really. But uh, <laughs> I, again, I just I'm very mindful because I hate when uh, right wing people just sound so anti anyone who's got a different opinion. So I don't want to be that on the left. You kind of got to be a bit, uh, you know, prove you're willing to listen to the other side. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's just Ken. You didn't you didn't come here to listen to you our didn't politics. Come here for politics. Come you on. came here for so that was my fault. Drunk people Trump. talking about Jew South is what you tuned in for. And we're going to give you that, damn it. We're tipsy at least. 
Just rein it back in. Yeah. Rein it back in. Go on, what's the next bit? The next bit. Um, why, why are you talking about I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Says we're Tommy Cooper. Well, one thing that you picked up on at the beginning was that it was a, you know, we have a... I, when you said that, you know, this is a Fraser Senior episode, I thought we were going to see him. Well, no, I Sometimes just saw him coming up in the credits yeah. as he was in this episode. Yes, yeah, so I think it was about that point that you picked up, oh, you know, he's going to be in this. So uh, we hear his voice, and, and but that will come up a bit later on. I think yeah. I just noted it down because you mentioned Yeah, because it came out on the credits that his name was in it. Always a good time mm. going to be had when he's... Yeah. When he pops up, even in the smallest amount of the episode, it's always something that deeply affects you in the episode mm. and relates at least through metaphor to what's going on. You know, even if, in, as in this case, as we'll find out, it's a reading from his diary... Still just perfectly timed, perfectly pitched, and his performance, Gordon Pinson, mm. is amazing. So we'll get on to that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, bring it back to the shop. So the hockey player, you know, because originally you're kind of watching this thinking some guy's coming to hold up the store, he wants to get some money. The hockey player, he thinks this is an attack on his life. So um, the next scene, we go to him in his um, apartment, and Huey and Louie are there. They've taken on this case, and he's telling them, you know, someone's trying to kill me here. <laughs> someone's just trying to shoot at me. And I think they're a great double act. I yeah. love these two. I think they've got better and better as it's gone on. I think it's a nice usage of them, because the more the show goes on, the more you find that, yeah, they aren't the best detectives. They are a bit clownshy sometimes, but they are good at what they do, really. Yeah. You know, they do produce... Like here... It's a nice counterbalance to um, Benny and Ray, who are still, you know, fighting for this guy, even though he's being an arsehole. They are treating him like he's being an arsehole. And I, I think it's kind of fair. <laughs> you know, he's been very disrespectful to them, very disrespectful to the police who are doing their job. And I think it's okay to give a little back to someone yeah. who's being like that. And, you know, <laughs> one stage the guy goes, you know... Uh, Oh, if this was anyone else on the team, you'd be working night and day to sort this out. Sort this out. Yeah, funny that, ain't it? <laughs> They're showing them. It's like if you're respectful to the cops, it helps yeah. them do their job. And yes, okay, of course, they in real life they should always do their job. No matter if the guy's an asshole, they don't get to pick and choose who they do their job for. It's kind of nice for them to give a bit back to this guy, you know. And they still do seem to be generally doing their job, just not as well as Benny, but who does? <laughs> who does? You can't hold everyone up to those standards. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and Ray becomes a better cop because he's around Benny. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, then, because um, Benny knows him. This is what we find out, you know. You know, he isn't just like this famous hockey player that, yes. that Deep is, you know, in love with. Oh, that was a bit... Ooh, that he wanted an autograph, you know. He, he really likes him. You know. <laughs> he's a fan, certainly. So they turn up at the apartment... Um, Poor Benny, he's got a, a scratch because he was hit over the head with a bottle by him. Yeah, and well done to continuity. The scratch stays yeah, throughout yeah, the episode. Throughout That's the whole nice. episode. Yeah, so he's got the scratch. But they, yeah, they turn up at, at the apartment, and you know Benny really wants to get this autograph for Ethan Baker. Yeah, and, and he does. You know, they have a chat. Well, well, he gets it by accident because in the original scene he was going to get the autograph. Mm. This scene, he's trying to introduce himself to his childhood friend to you know, oh hey, it's me, and the guy goes like. Uh, Oh, sorry, like, yeah, you're a fan. Okay, let me make out this thing to you. What, what's name? Who should I make it out to? And he goes to Deep and Baker. Yeah, yeah. Which is really nice. Yeah, it's really nice. So then he, it was a really sweet uh, moment. So he's got this autograph. Then he hands it to Deep and Baker. And Deep and Baker just carries it around in his mouth, doesn't he? Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, there's a lovely scene of Deep coming out with it in his mouth. And just he just looks so adorable. And there was a doggy smile on his face. Uh, a wolfy smile on his face. Yeah. Um and Ed's just really nice when he's walking along with that, looking so proud of himself. 
it's, it's, so free. it's wonderful wonderful yeah. and it's a nice way of showing again you know this is really the first scene where we show show that that guy's an asshole already you know the guy yeah, or yeah. Senny's being an asshole mm. he has lost his Canadianness along the way yeah A A <laughs> it's a sad A <laughs> so it, it appears that um, Benny believes him that there's an, a, there wasn't actually an attempt on his life so Huey and Louie have pretty much dismissed it they think it's probably just yeah. just you know oh, someone's trying to get some money out of the liquor store but Benny believes that it was an attempt on his life and they head back to the police station to go and have a little chat with someone. Um, we might have a little Walsh scene. We've had a couple episodes with little to no Walsh yeah. interaction. I love these little scenes with him. You know, again, he's another one of these great actors who comes in, a booster, comes in, steals the day with one scene, heads on off. You know, that's yeah, just... I'm done. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really... Yeah, yeah. Struts out. <laughs> Hashtag diva lieutenant. <laughs> Doesn't really work as well as diva yeah. baker. Um, but yeah, oh, by the way, that first scene was, because uh, I name all these scenes now, was <laughs> Deef's a big fan. Aww. The second scene, uh, Ray sees the sign. And uh, you've got to uh, know while you're listening to this scene that outside in the window, Benny is uh, signalling everything to Ray that he wants him to say. And it's just another one of these bits where it's really lovely that previously... Benny and Ray have been talking and Benny's been putting out reasons why it's not, why he doesn't think it was a robbery. And then Ray's been trying to, you know, talk him down, going, no, that's ridiculous. No, it's obviously a robbery and everything. And then when it gets to the point where he's going into the chief, to the lieutenant, Benny, Ray's now selling what Benny was telling him because yeah. he feels like he's got to. And it's just really lovely how obviously during that time, Benny's talked him round and twisted his arm into doing this. Yeah, and he keeps <laughs> looking to Benny outside for like clues of what to And holding up signs and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, listen to this, so hopefully you'll get the idea of this one. But it was a really lovely scene. I have to further consideration. I've changed my mind, sir. I do not believe it was a robbery. Liquor store, mask, gun. You think we'll jump at the conclusions, do you? Uh, yes, sir, I do. I, uh, the gunman, sir, he was wearing a cashmere jacket and he was driving a black Cadillac. These are kind of expensive things for a two-bit hood. Would you not say so, sir? Detective, I'm surprised you haven't picked up on that little known fact about thieves. They usually don't pay for things. Yeah, that's exactly what I said to him, sir. Who? Ah, uh, nobody, sir. This wouldn't have anything to do with the Mountie, would it? I mean, I think we're perfectly capable of finding enough crime in Chicago without his help. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yes, sir. I totally agree. The Mountie has nothing to do with this, sir. Uh, apparently, uh, something was open, sir. Does be anything in particular? Uh, yes, sir. Hey, it was the uh, the cash register, sir. He uh, apparently was it was open, sir. He he made no attempt to go for it, which means you know how could he you know have uh, been there to you know? That would be the register with all the well-armed people around. Yeah, that would be one, sir. Detective, I think we need to have a discussion. Oh, I, I thought we were, sir. Private. There's the sound of him shutting the blind so uh, uh, Benny can't signal him any longer because he's worked out what's going on. Classic bit of kind of visual humour. There's the bit of Ray just selling something which he just doesn't believe at yeah. all. <laughs> and every time when uh, the lieutenant, uh, when Walsh comes back with something, he's like, yeah, yeah, I said that. And the amount of times Walsh, over the course of the series, says 
just wouldn't have anything to do with the mountie, would it? (laughs) (laughs) That line has to be in half of his scenes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but does that show that, you know, Ray doesn't really um, work too hard without him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think, well, what's he doing? Everything he seems to be doing is all down to the mountie. Well, something else which it makes me wonder... Well, I mean, Seed's not looking at the same stuff. There's all this stuff they dismiss, and I think it raises a question about... Well, you know, in fairness, due to police time as well, there's a good reason why they ignore some things and move past them to get to more obvious crimes. But, you know, because even with twice the police numbers you've got now in America... It'd be impossible to look at all yeah. these things, but it Benny would. just sees these things. He sees these minute details and what's wrong with them. So, you know, it just shows that he, because he's there, all this extra stuff's getting seen and getting solved. Mm. It's nice. One thing I was thinking through this, throughout this whole episode, actually, because you've got the guest spot by Walsh, you've got the guest spot by uh, uh, Benton Fraser Sr., and... It just shows you how they're kind of like fine ingredients in these early series. I'm I'm looking forward to actually seeing how in the later series when they use these characters more and bring them in as more part of the show, and they do it with the lane and everything else. I'm wondering how how much I'm going to think this is good. If it is as good or is it just different or because it's really nice how they just pop up for one scene and again they do exactly what they need to do as those characters. We don't get Elaine in this, and we've had her um, no. in quite a few episodes recently. We've had some nice Elaine moments, and we we don't see her at all in this one. No, no, which but, is a shame. But again, she kind of pops up here mm. and there, and I think I don't know. But again, it's just going to be interesting. I'm not saying it's better or worse because I'm I'm re-judging everything about Jew South. Like you know, I'm still loving it just as much, but there's so much I'm picking up on the how it's structured that I didn't appreciate when I was younger, mm. and maybe I wouldn't have kind of even noticed as much if I wasn't talking about them and dissecting these episodes mm. so much. So that's what I'm loving about this. Yeah. But moving on. Yeah. We've actually got another um, sound bit to play because Benny goes to see, um, you know, his old friend, the hockey player, Mark. And we've got a nice scene. So Didn't look that old? Well, it was quite a few years. Since the 30s, season. not that old. No, not. I mean, he's well, younger. not what Jeez, I meant. <laughs> he's younger than me, at least. I mean, I think he was 37, so maybe something, about the same age as you. Like He's not 37 yet, all right. Oh, I'm sorry. As Next. I'm nearly 40, <laughs> screw you, <laughs> let me just say. That extra year makes that? a big difference. Yeah, I know. But considering I'm older than him, you go, geez, I'm not that old, and I'm two years older than him. So, yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> all right, we've insulted each other. Yeah, no, no, you pretty much insulted me. <laughs> I think it really works both ways there. Um, oh, by the way, just before I forget, given this is a, a, a hockey episode, perfect kind of Canadian themed episode even mm. if it's not in Canada just want to say happy Canada Day for last week yeah the last episode we released was just after Canada Day but we'd recorded it uh, you know about a week before that so I'm just I'm sorry we missed it I'd love to one of these years because it's the second year that the podcast's been going there's been a Canada Day within the time so we've been going for a bit over a year mm. uh, and yeah just really sorry I, I'd love to do an episode where it's a kind of Canada Day Episode special. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to do a special. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I think in the rain we're putting these out, we got, we'll get to another year easily. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just, sorry, we're not that consistent. I'll be honest. But we are covering all the episodes. So, anyway, so what's the next clip? It's yeah, so there at the caravan. Benny's gone to see um, the hockey player. And it's, it's a really nice scene. And 
it's kind of frustrating because he wants, you know, he wants his friend to kind of realise who he is. And his friend is so dismissive of him, um, which we'll kind of hear a little bit more about later on. But um, yeah, I'll let you play it. It was a really nice scene. Yeah, and they talk a lot about uh, when they were younger and their relationship together mm. as friends. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's beautiful. It's a scene we like to call, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to take away from any of the sincerity and sweetness of this episode. So I call this, uh, this clip Two Men, One Puck. What? <laughs> They're talking about when they played hockey. <laughs> So Benny's waxing lyrical, and I think winning the guy. I think it's at some point he's getting lost in thinking about it. Yeah. Even though he's pretending not to remember, like, well, spoilers. Like, hopefully, you watch the episode <laughs> in advance. But yeah, he does reveal later he did remember, he did, and yeah. I think it's shot in such a way there are suggestions that he's kind of, I think, remembering it. Yeah, and I actually think that Benny picked up on that as well, and I think that's what made him even more sad. That he didn't yeah. want to acknowledge. He said, "Yeah, we didn't know him. We didn't want to acknowledge that he knew him, and he'd obviously had such a good time as a kid. So that would be really sad." Yeah. I think it is kind of quite lovely setup that he's calling him Diefenbaker. Yes. He thinks his, his yeah. name's yeah, Well, again, we find out he doesn't think that, but yeah, yeah. that's nicely done. Yeah. Um, so I mean, this scene is kind of setting up the you know this hockey player. He goes outside and he's going to be playing hockey with these kids. You think, oh, this is actually quite nice big famous hockey player he's playing a game with some kids but then you kind of realise it's more of a publicity stunt or the, yeah. the cameras turn up to film him and it's uh, his agents choreographing the whole thing going yeah. no more towards the camera move over that yeah. way do this it's... he pushes a kid out the way at yeah. some point and oh and then bless him Diefenbaker I think was absolutely lovely in this scene he's kind of his head kind of pops up over like the barrier in between all these kids and people that are watching and he, he's watching this whole um, match I don't call it a match hockey match yeah, yeah. yeah hockey game like hockey game yeah you know his one of his heroes is playing and of course Benny gets drafted on he gets um, 
Uh, he gets out there on his skates and plays a bit of hockey with him as oh well. Oh, God, and how amazing does he look in that hockey uniform? I mean, obviously, <laughs> Paul Gross, especially back in the day, very cut man, very good shape, but he looks like he was born to wear that. Yeah. Like, they make loads of comments, like, you know, later on the agent says about, uh, you haven't got a bad sight. If you thought about doing endorsements, you know, um, <laughs> and it's perfect, but but it's for a reason. That, yeah. That guy's it's quite And shapely. actually, I was kind of wondering, because at the beginning you said, um, you know, he's he co-wrote this episode. Did he just want to show off his... his no, not Paul Gross. Oh, no, you said Paul Haggis. I think I completely yeah, misheard you. It's Paul Haggis, Paul Haggis and... Haggis. Um, I completely misheard. David Shaw. Who needs the reason David Shaw. you? Oh, yeah, by the way, it's sort of David Shaw who wrote <laughs> yeah. uh, on quite a few episodes of Due South and went on to write House. Mm, House was awesome. his show. Yeah. Oh, there, see, there was me thinking he wanted to show off a bit with his um, skating skills. And this is the thing. If any kind of people who are founders of House who haven't seen this, so I'm guessing I'm listening to this podcast, but I think anyone who's a fan of House should go back and watch this because I think the... Obviously, it's kind of the polar opposite of the characters, but yeah. I think the cleverness in the writing shines through Definitely. from both. Yeah. Uh, what's up next? Um... Well, I was just going to say, it's one, you know, oh, yeah. just one of the things um, with these hockey players, they really are kind of building him up to, to look like a complete asshole. <laughs> and and one of the things is, you know, he's playing for all these kids, and then once the media have got their footage and they're happy and they go, he's like, right, I'm done. And he walks away and just walks out of the game. All yeah. these kids are, like, so excited to be playing with a hockey player. And you just think, oh, my God, you you really are a git. Yeah. You really are. Meanie yeah. pants. We're really not liking him at this point. Grr. Grr. It's almost like they're setting us up to like him more later. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like you said, um, I think in the scene coming up next, um, you know, Benny's talking to this um, guy's publicist. Yeah. And I I really liked this scene. And I think throughout this episode, there were so many lovely one-liners, but I think one of my favourite one-liners came from their conversation. When she's looking at him, she's like, oh my God, you've got amazing bone structure. Has anyone ever told you this? And he just went, yes, actually, um, a starving Inuit. Yes, yes. I just lovely random lines. There's loads of little uh, bits which are set up as well. Like one scene, uh, I'm skipping ahead a bit. Uh, we'll, we'll go past them later. There's a bit where uh, Ray goes in to talk to a mobster who's, yes. you know, the, the, the guy who's behind everything that's happening uh, because... Because in this, this, that, in this, this, in this, the guy has been, like, he took money to throw a hockey game. He didn't throw it in the end, it turns out. Yeah, that's the mystery throughout it, but it turns out he didn't throw the game. And then he said, yeah, you can keep the money, but it obviously, the guys weren't happy with him. Mm. And they, um, have this one scene with that mob set, and he's got this fine tea set. It's not referenced. He's got this fine tea set in front of him, some nice biscuits laid out, and he's picking up this fine bone china tea. And I love that. It's just such a non sequitur. There's, yeah. there's no, again, no reference to it, but it's brilliant. It's, it's so fun, those little details mm. and little random details, which I don't explain. I kind of like that it's not explained. They're just going, no, we're just going to, in our minds, this guy goes, likes this nice him in particular tea. would be too. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, if you're going to set up a scene with a mobster, that's just not what you expect. Maybe cigars, drinking whiskey, playing some poker or something. Well, if you think about it, it shows how powerful a mobster he is. If he's got enough money and power that he can sit there with fine bone china and drink tea and no one call him out no. on it. You know, that's a quite a powerful man. You know, yeah. most other mobsters would be taking the piss. They wouldn't follow him. It's like, what, tea boy there? No. You know. <laughs> They're all they going, I'm thinking, God, I want a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, he's there. Okay. 
and they fed me enough. I'm just gonna just gonna kick back yeah. with my chai here. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Because yeah. I found it quite bizarre, but I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. But while he's with the publicist, one of the things we figure out is well, we figure out we find out <laughs> we didn't figure out for ourselves. Um, the publicist says that he has been receiving these threatening letters. Um, so she gets them out for Benny to have a look at, and I think they're kind of saying, um, pretty much saying that you know they're, they're peed off with him. Um, I'm trying to think of the exact way they put it. This is not enough rum. This is. What's this? Sorry, say again. The letters. Um, oh yeah, look at the letters. You're, for... ki- you're killing my boy, or, or something. Yeah, what you've done to my boy, or something. Yeah, it's all okay. about um, you know, you're killing my boy. It's it's really quite bizarre, and I don't think I ever quite understood that. I think quite. I don't. It doesn't say killing. I'd have to look back yeah. for the letters, but it says stuff about like you know what you've done to my boy and everything. Yeah, it's all about you know a boy, but it's, I it's, think disillusioned him or something, or you know. Maybe yeah. So I don't think that was ever properly explained. Then we no, find it's out true. That you know it, it's you know the mobs behind it because I was thinking that maybe. Like the boy, you know, they threatened this guy or something. They were going to kill your son. I was expecting a little bit more than yeah. what actually happened. Yeah. So I kept thinking that this was going to be an important thing, but it wasn't. It was a bit of a red herring, I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's true enough. But I, I think the only thing we're meant to work out is that the kid was into hockey. The kid believed in him, and he. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I, that was just. Yeah, they take their hockey very about. seriously. <laughs> Yeah, so I, th- I think that kind of lost me a little bit. But, yeah, so this is like the lead they're getting at the moment. They think, you know, they, they try and track down, you know, who's sending these letters. So, oh, bless him. Fraser and someone in his apartment block, isn't it? They sit down to watch, like, 14 hours this worth was lovely. of hockey. And that guy's Canadian, I think, yeah, I the think. guy he sits down with. Because he's really, well, he's big into hockey. He seems to get it in a way that Ray doesn't. Yeah. And... I think I detected a bit. Yeah, because he says A at one stage. Yeah, he must thing be is, Canadian. Well, no, I, I, yeah, Americans don't say A. And I don't, you know, we, we we obviously play up on those stereotypes a bit. But what I love about this is that it does show that, you know, even though things are built up as a stereotype, sometimes they're based on stuff. Yeah, when they've got stereotypical English people on shows, uh, or British, as they always refer to it, even though they only refer to English when they say that on American TV. Yeah. They sometimes have them saying ridiculous words we just don't say. Other times, they have some people who are saying stuff that some posher people say. Mm. So, everyone, just open the bottle of Pepsi Max. Right. <laughs> um, I was trying to be quiet. Yeah, it just comes out worse when you try and do that. Uh, but, yeah. So, yeah, sometimes these things are... Stereotypes are played up, but... You know, Canadians say A. I know a lot of Canadians who use the, the, the A, at very least. And a boot. It's not quite as harshly yeah. done as a boot, but it's like, oh, what about that? It's like, it's almost, it's it's almost between a boot and a bout. Mm. And no, it's not every Canadian. Hashtag not everyone, every Canadian. And I have to say, they didn't um, push the stereotype as much as they did with the last um, episode with the Canadians in the car. Yeah, those Everyone's were just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they don't really exist. You know, probably there's a couple of Canadians who are like that. They're not very common, but... Again, these things are built on something. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, I love though that guy. I love the fact also that during that scene, you've got Benny sat there watching the hockey, grabbing a popcorn, almost ignoring Ray because he's so into it. And yeah. that's a side again we don't see of him usually. Usually he's so on what he's doing that he won't get distracted by anything. And I like that we see that, but we also see that he's not completely distracted because mm. then at the end of the tape he spots what he was looking for, yeah. 
which is someone in the crowd, and he lip reads them. Yeah. And that's wonderful, Benny, Detective Wolf. So they sort of have their cake and eat it too, going, it's like, he's got another side to him, but no, he's, he's always on the job still. He's focused. Yeah, he, he's both at the same time. Mm. So that was really pitch perfect, I think. Yeah, and I liked also that, you know, he managed to kind of lip read what this guy was saying, but he didn't feel confident enough in his lip reading skills that he then had to go and take it to a deaf lady that he knows. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I think I'm getting this, but just, just yeah, it's a deaf lady with opera glasses who loves the opera, even though she can't hear, which has, uh, Betty goes like, uh, doesn't mean she can't appreciate the opera. Rage going, oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's sorry, I was under the impression that was what it meant. Brilliant. <laughs> and a blind, blind opera lady. I like to think that, like, hopefully ideally in his own building, but that Benny has got, certainly darted around the uh, neighbourhood where he lives, someone for any occasion. <laughs> yes. So this is a deaf, girl, a deaf woman who can lip read, who's really into opera. Yeah. He's got a blind guy somewhere else, probably, who's more focused on his, his hearing. hearing and, yeah. uh, you know, he's got... For any case, he's got a uh, someone who he's got to know really well for the occasion. It's like, yeah, for anyone that judges him for where he lives, he's got a little network going on around yeah. there. That's perfect for him. Kind of a little bit like uh, Sherlock's uh, network yes. of homeless people yeah. in uh, the, in the remote... Yeah, in Sherlock. Yeah, the BBC version of Sherlock Holmes in the modern age with Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, Biatch? Did you just call him Biatch? Oh, this is something that Kevin Smith does. <laughs> okay. Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. So, uh, but it's nice. It shows that everything that Benny does, spending, making time for people, pays off. Oh, yeah. That That's friendly really. nature comes in handy, doesn't it? Yeah, no, nothing that he does is wasted. Even, you know, just mm. being nice itself is its own reward. It also pays off to, in his life so many ways. Yeah. I, I like that. That's a nice little moral kind of lesson. Yeah, so he's got this footage of um, this guy in, in the audience, and he takes it to a it's a video rental store, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like it's it's a, a you know local version of Blockbusters. Yeah, yeah. And, and asked them to kind of blow it up. Store. Yeah, and there's this wonderful. I've met, worked with even when I worked in a video store, people who are those kind of movie snobs as well. Goes like, you don't even want to watch this. This hasn't got a director's cut or anything. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, th- you got those in those <laughs> shops. People who thought they they were the ship because they worked in a video store. They were experts. God, if they ever judge me on the shit I used to get out of them. Yeah. Uh, and that was just the porn section you went into. Oh. But that's where I, I, I found out about Kim Smith from working there. Mm. I forget which one I've been... I think it might have been Chasing Amy. Yeah, Chasing Amy. The first okay. one I ever watched was because it was in the video store I was working at. I thought, oh, that looks interesting. I'll give it a go. Fell in love with his uh, directing from that. As much as I like being able to just you have all these things at our fingertips, and I'm not going off on a tangent at all here. I do kind of miss the video stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have one like quite close to me. We'd have a video store. Right next to it was a pizza shop. And then you'd have a news agent. And it was like, bam, 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 home. Everything you needed yes. for a good afternoon. Yeah, oh. yeah. And yeah, you'd, you'd go in there, grab your movie, grab a bottle of something to drink that night. Yeah. And that'd be your night. Awesome. Yes. Awesome, yeah. You know, touch my button. Everything you need there now. Um, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. You can even get a booze scent now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, how life changes. But not everything changes. Here we've got Benny lying in a onesie on his bed, which onesies are still, I think they're still quite in fashion now, aren't they? Well, they're back in fashion. They're, they're I back mean, in like, fashion, but... I, I think Juice South did it, quite frankly. But, um... <laughs> well, a picture of Benny in a onesie, who wouldn't want one? Yeah, yeah. But that's that's Canadian long johns. That's the thing. Yeah, long johns. I still call it onesie. Yeah, so he's laying on his bed and he's reading his dad's diary, which is a lovely scene. Yes. We love this. Scene. Um... And he's reading a story about like a guy who 
He fallen down a ravine. The guy went after him. He had a gun. Uh, Benny Senior had lost his gun mm. and it aimed at him. And he goes, uh, they say that everyone's got their price, but he goes, I like to think of it the other way. Everyone's got their line they won't cross and just not everyone knows where that line is until they're tested. So the guy's got, you know, as we leave the diary entry, the guy's got his gun trained on him. Yeah, it's very And the only way he gets out of it is by the guy deciding not to shoot him. Yeah. I wonder which way that'll go, <laughs> given that we know how the guy dies. Um, yeah. But it, I, it's just lovely. It's a lovely little lesson. Again, it ties into the episode without being about the episode. Mm. And it just shows how Benny gets his morals from stuff his like that. morals, I, and I think, you know, his practice, and I think, you know, he reads these and he takes these on, and this is how he lives I, his life, and he does his job. And You see, I think what he's done is, as soon as Benny got those diaries, he read them all. And then when he's got a moral quandary, it's like, this reminds me of something that, that my dad wrote, and he goes back to it. Mm. I don't think it's just, it happens to be the one he's reading. That would be a little convenient for a start, but also I just... It's like to think it's him touching back on what his dad said to guide him even to this day. Yeah, but I think it's really nice that he has all these diaries to to kind of read, and he certainly leaves a more moral life than a lot of people that are around him. So I think it's good that he's he's keeping his morals. Yeah, and it's the fact that he's got the same name as his dad. Kind of, it's a nice little touch that he's the junior to his senior. But yeah. uh, you know, obviously, it shows that that he is the you know it's said from the first episode that you know from the pilot that he's the last of his kind mm. you know I said some people say that about your dad but it's you yeah and because he is his dad's son he is, you know, they've even got the same name it's, it's lovely I think I've missed a bit actually I think I haven't made any notes because I think I was just watching too hard I've got another clip but I wasn't very because I was doing jokey clip names as I do uh, there's one called Benny Ain't Messing have you got any notes about another clip yeah that's I've got that coming up as a bit later on okay well we've got about you know 10 more minutes Ooh, so, okay. so um, what's the next thing Start shotgunning these. Well, one thing I, I actually would like to bring up, um, you know, is he, he kind of reconnects with his friend Mark and they start, you know, once he's round Benny's apartment, they start talking about their their childhood. Um, and being with an old childhood friend seems to bring out a, a more childish side of Benny, which is really nice to see, like some of the things he says and he does, that they're kind of out of character for what we know of him. Um I can't remember yes, what he says yeah. now. It's something about your grandma or something, is it? I can't remember. Oh, dear, this guy in the car, isn't he? Who kind of like uh, holds on annoyedly at the most. Oh, no, it's it's uh, the guy's, um, one of the guys who works for him. And he says something to them about, like, just, you know, be careful. So it's something like that. And he goes, God, he's worse than your grandma. And it's just, it's like, let's so on Benny to do that. But yeah, as you say, I think it's that thing of when you're around your childhood friends yeah. and you get reminiscing and you kind of like... For me, I don't, I don't think there's many of my childhood friends who if I saw now, who I'm not in touch with still, I'd have that with. I just don't no. think I do. But certainly when I'm around you or around uh, Steve, you know, another good friend of mine, uh, that always takes me... Big. Like we, we have these wonderful childish moments based on the fact how long we've known each other. Yeah. But I'm not like that all throughout the day, you know. It's a... Which is a shame. Yeah, no, it's usually a few rums in. It's a, but yeah, it, there is something about me hanging about with people you haven't hung out with mm. for a while. And I've got them from over the years, but like just not school fits. I just didn't yeah. like school. That's, that's all I'm saying, really. I hated school. And there were a lot of arseholes in my school. Anyway, I thought it was really nice to kind of see this side of him and, and 
and the fact that you know reconnecting with his friend did kind of take him back to a different place and I thought it was lovely that was um, great it's great but then unfortunately the mob show up <laughs> Ray's car gets shot up oh yeah. my god his new car <laughs> oh god oh. Yeah. and this is now becomes a theme I think quite often where his car goes damaged I think they do get through one more mm. but yeah we'll, we'll see as we go along yeah, but, yeah it's, it's... the windows are getting shot up the paintwork's getting wrecked oh dear poor Ray um but yeah, then we go back to the scene I, which I think you're going to play with um, Benny and Mark because Ray keeps like saying to him, just don't forget people change. You know, he's been famous, he's got money, he's, you know, people change. You haven't seen him for so many years, just bear this in mind. And, and be, uh, Benny's been, he hasn't really wanted to believe that he's changed, has he? He's like, oh, you don't know him, you don't know him like I Yeah, do. and there was this, well, no, in this scene I'm about to play, I don't know if we're talking about the same scene, but this is the bit where the guy... Um, it's Benny coming in to the guy. They found out exactly what yeah. happened. Or, you know, they found out that he accepted the money. They don't know the rest of the story yet. Yeah. So I think this is Benny going, okay, maybe he has changed a bit and I yeah. want to and know And Benny what's is not pleased. No. This is Benny being straight up serious. He's not kind of... There's like, you know, I'm still on your side. I'm still giving the benefit of the doubt. But you better start t- telling the truth to me right now. Yeah. And, and I love the fact that's punctuated with him drinking milk. <laughs> yes. Perfectly Benny. He's been really hard-ass, really serious. I'm going to have a sip of milk while I talk to you. <laughs> He's on the hard stuff of this. But he has a couple of James Bond moments during as well. I'm just going to point these out because they just come out mm. on audio, obviously. It's one bit where he's walking over. He just flings his hat onto the top yeah. of the wardrobe. And I made a note perfectly. of that. And yes, it lands perfectly. But that, I thought, was really out of character for him because his hat... We've seen the lengths he goes to to keep yes. his hat perfect. Here he is just flinging it. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. But it does land perfectly. It does land it's perfectly. It's almost like, yeah, I'm flinging this with, with, with just abandon, but it's going to land right. <laughs> and he goes over to the window, silhouetted in the in the, the, uh, the light, the yeah. night light. It has a sip of his milk. <laughs> the, the, yeah, this is that scene. You took the money from about um yeah well hopefully it'll sound all smooth by the time i've edited this but there might be a few weird audio blips here uh but yeah there was a uh i think i'm going if i remember to i've cut it but there is like a long ass pause between when benny says like again if i've edited this and remembered to do it there isn't there, there won't be really much of a gap but there is a long ass gap between benny going you took the money didn't you and you see the guys pacing around and looking at each other. It's very tense. Mm. And it's just wonderful. It doesn't work on audio. That's why I will hopefully cut it. But it's just really nice. It's just such a tense scene. There's not much said in it, but there's a lot said in it. Yeah. 
But yeah, so Benny doesn't um, kind of like hand him in, but the guy does himself. Um, he gets suspended. Um, but then there's a lovely scene afterwards. Um, he's he's kind of gone back to his childhood a little bit, and he's hitting the pucks into the snow outside. He's on a um, frozen pond, I think he is. Yes. Um, yeah, because uh, Benny makes a comment about uh, you could have like there's so many hockey rinks in uh, in in the in Chicago, and he's like, yeah, I wanted to go here. You know, he wanted to go somewhere just it was just on a frozen rink. And there's there's quite a bit of the scene before Benny arrives there. Yeah. But it's wonderful. He just wants to play with a kid on the ice. And they've referenced earlier that he used to fire the pucks into the snow. Yeah, he used to get them really deep. Just to see how deep he could get them in and then pick them out later. And the kid goes, you know, when he's doing it here as a callback, he goes, oh, if if I dig like uh, these uh, pucks out, can I I keep one of them? He goes, nope, I'm going to dig them out because I'm not going to let you. But you can keep all of them. Yeah. Because he wants the experience of it. He's he's back. Yeah. He's the him that he was. And he's trying to think about, you know, back when he just loved hockey and he was doing it for the love of it. And it was a really nice scene. And then you get Ray turn up with the car and put his lights on and Benny's out on the ice. And Ray was rubbish on the skates. <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. Cause, <laughs> that was yeah. funny. Because they say, and again, the, even the lights is a callback to... He used to use yeah. his was it tractor, tractor lights. Yeah. yeah, it was tractor lights they used to put on when it got dark so they could nice. keep playing. And... So they did it with that, and they've used um, yeah. So they've got the the Benny and the hockey player. Sorry, I've forgotten his name. Mark, it's Mark's name. Mark. Yeah. And uh, they they say it's like, uh, oh, well, you know, we'll as we're both Canadians, we'll play against you. And he goes, that's not fair. And he goes. Uh, We'll let you have uh, Ray, my friend Ray. He's an American, and he comes up with just Bambi's all over the ice. <laughs> And right, you're going to give us two goals. We'll give you three goals, eh? <laughs> and they scared yeah. off laughing. It's just so nice. Yeah, it's really nice. And and even nicer than that, right at the end of the episode, they then show this really old picture of um, it was some it was of Mounties, and it was a picture of um, a hockey team within the Mounted Police, the Royal Mount, uh, yeah. Mounted Canadian Police, yeah. uh, hockey team. Because it's dedicated to the brave souls of this team, which is lovely. So it is, yeah. It links back to something real, something that exists, and something that relates to the show. Yeah, so nice. And it's it's this is just such a sweet episode. And the fact that it does end there, like there'll be so much more wrap up usually in a lot of other programs. Even in Due South, there might be more need for a mm. wrap up scene. But the way it ends is just perfect. It doesn't. Outside's welcome. It doesn't do any wrap up. You can just fill in in your head. You know the mobsters are sorted out. They've gone away. You know they've had that shootout. They don't need to do anything more procedural. No. Nice cut. It was really good. I loved this episode. Yeah, it's really great. Um, let, let's mix up the order. Let's do our rankings. Mm. So, how many um, pucks out of ten would you give this episode? I'm going to give this one an eight. Eight. Oh, that's that's high. I'm going to look it down a little more, only because it was such a such a sweet, lovely episode. But there was that thing about the the kid and the dad, and it's it's on out. It's on his um, his stick, so it would share. So that's made clear, but it isn't made clear how it affected his kid. I th- I think it's yeah. just suggested that his kid was a big hockey fan and he was disillusioned, mm-hmm. and it hurt so many people for him to do that. I know if. Is it meant to suggest he threw another game later? I, that's unclear, yeah, so I'm going to mark it down, down to seven. Okay. 
Because other than that beautiful episode, it is right up there. It hasn't got any of those kind of like, you know, it doesn't bring in a big guest star like Leslie Nielsen. Mm. It doesn't bring in a big plot line like something to his dad or anything. And it's still up there with those. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so I love it for that. Uh, so yeah, 7 out of 10. What is your most, uh, oh, most American of the week? Well, my most American, I'm going to go for the publicist lady. Just because I think she represented a lot of American ladies back at that time. <laughs> well, because they all fancy Benton. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's mine. It might not be a very good I'm one. I'm sorry, I thought, I thought there was more to that. I may have struggled with my Americans this week. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Um, for me, I almost gave it to, to the Canadian hockey player, uh, to, what's his name again? Mark. Mark. But I thought that, you know, we can't every time, just because they're acting a little bit shady doesn't mean they're American. And uh, there was uh, one scene where I think I'm going to give it to a whole group of people. It was all of the Americans with guns, (laughs) for reasons already stated in the liquor shop. Okay. Because there was a big relationship with American and guns. I don't think that's controversial to say. Okay. And your most Canadian of the week, Michelle? Well, I think it's probably a little bit obvious what I'm going to go for Mark, the Canadian. See, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I thought about it. I thought doing that whole thing, like, because by the end he redeems himself and he becomes more, you know, the Canadian he should have been all along. Boy, do that a lot. And it's like, he does Oh, sorry, I'm being lazy this well, week. Well, <laughs> no, for me, I just don't think he does enough to be okay. Canadian. Even at the end, he just redeems himself. He doesn't go to the high standard that is Canadian for me. So I'm going to go for the guy with the tape who watches hockey with uh, Okay, Kenny. yeah. Oh, I didn't think of him. Because <laughs> he's Canadian. Oh, yes. He was beautifully Canadian. He, he was. was. The way he talks about passionately about hockey, when, when Ray, like, they're so nice about everything else, but then when Ray says something derogatory about hockey, he goes like, your friend doesn't get hockey, does he? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm afraid not. him. Okay, yeah. So they're a bit sarcastic towards him about hockey because they insult something they, you know, care about enough yeah. to be a bit surly about. Okay, no, that's better than mine. Yeah. Damn. Well, you can change yours now. You're allowed. No, no, I'll stick to it, but you know, I'll just always know yours was better than mine. Okay. Well, you can always change again. It's not competitive. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, we're now on getting onto the last disc Ooh, of series one. Series one. So we're about to get into the. Uh, oh, some of the some of the finest episodes are on that last disc because, uh, mm. like, next one up. Let's have a look. We've got uh, the deal. Uh, which yeah no I, I won't go into it because it's got some wonderful moments after that though Invitation to Romance uh, some you know some people who know these episodes Heaven and Earth but then we get to Victoria's Secret mm. part one and part two and then into the series closing Letting Go I'm looking forward to seeing these yeah it's just ones which there's a lovely arc to the end of the series which bleeds into series two as well so there's last three episodes of the first episode of series two kind of like you know I, they definitely spread out correctly but the events there's a running thread through all those events from those four episodes and it is wonderful I, I really cannot wait um, but yeah anyway that that's uh, that's that episode for this week uh, the other thing I was going to bring up Michelle which I said I'd save it for the end because I've got to bring it up earlier yes I recently because I'm about to turn 40 as as we previously mentioned yes that old Michelle thank you <laughs> lie me um, I created a list of 40 for 40 okay 
which is 40 things for me to do before I turn 40. Right. And it's either things I've never done or things I haven't done for a very long time. And there's a few of them I've related to this podcast. Ooh. I think more so than my other podcast. Uh, I love both my children in that regard, but because uh, the Dog Team podcast has been going for so long, Gallifrey Stands, go to gallifreystandspodcast.com. I've done so much with that already, and I've commented. Yeah, you know, I've done so many things with that, which I haven't really so much with this podcast yet. So I wanted to challenge us to a few things. So uh, so let me just go through a few of these. Um, oh, one of them, I want to do a 24-hour podcast. Now, it isn't one podcast on Due South, but it's 24 hours of me doing a podcast with different people coming in. So, like... Two hours of it could be us talk doing due south. So we watch the episode in advance and then we talk about it on here. And it would be for the thing. I might have to time that one well so I'm not putting myself to sleep with the rum. <laughs> yes. But that will be part of it. Okay. And uh yeah, so so I'll have other shows which I'll say, right, do you want to be a part of this? It'll be your show, but I will be a guest. You know, guest featured on the show that week. So different. It's made up of different podcasts, but it's a twenty-four hour live stream. Okay. And due south by southeast is going to be part of that. So you in for that? I'm in for that. Okay. Or get a mixing board and pull mi- four microphones because my gear is so inadequate. And okay. I've been meaning to upgrade this for a while. And for my other podcast, um, basically, I've got a Patreon for them. Yeah, you know, for this one, I it's hosted by. A network who kind of so I don't have to pay any hosting fees to put it online. So I felt it was a bit churlish to do a Patreon for this one, but since I'm getting my equipment for the other podcast, that rising tide is going to float all boats. Mm-hmm. So so this is going to get better equipment. This is going to sound better in the next few months. This podcast. Are you saying we could sound even better than we already do? Well, without the word "even," yes, that is what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, let's see, where is it? Uh, so how are you feeling about these so far, Michelle? Bam. Well, so far they're sounding really awesome. I really like that you're doing this um, 40 for 40. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. And I'm going to be posting, anyone who has me personally out there, uh, they'll be able to see me kind of posting about these. Every time I do one, I'm going to take a photo or record a, a video, post it up of which number it is on my list and how many I've got to go of things to do. Mm. Uh, the other one, Michelle, I think you enjoy this. Dress as a Mountie with Michelle. We're going to dress up as a Mountie and record a podcast. Oh, no. So we've got to get old Mountie outfits from somewhere. Look, you know me. I love a bit of dressing up. Um, we, okay, we, we'll... Yeah, we'll do that. We, we can do that. Oh, we can do that, We yeah. can do that. This one you might want to take part in. Recreate a movie scene. Okay. Depends some what of these, scene it is, I guess. Some of these I really didn't think what I was going to do. Like, one of them, I've got to win an award. And I can't make up the award. Oh, okay. I have no idea how I'm going to feature, achieve this. I just started writing them down. I came up with an idea and wrote them down. And I sort of like wasn't allowed to pre-plan I was going to do them. So I didn't want to make it, you know, so I was just giving myself something to do that after I'd thought how to do it. I wanted to give myself challenges. Uh, Canadian drink episode of Due South by South- oh, Southeast. Oh, yes, yeah, definitely. So we're going to have, like, it's the Johnny White Trash of it all. Yeah. He proposed the idea of doing one where it's like, because he drinks Canadian Club and he likes um, Canada Dry with it. So that's going to be our drink one week for the podcast. 
like and, the idea of and that And if one. Johnny's going to be on the episode, which he should be for yeah. that one, yeah. he's going to be drinking uh, my favourite whiskey, which is Bush Mills. Okay, yeah, so we have to get him on a day he's not working and get him drinking as well. Exactly. Because can you imagine, normally he's quite sober when we have him on, and look what he's like. I'd like to, to have one where we do it with him, where he's doing a Due South episode as well. Not one of the specials we do with yeah. him, just him doing a standard Due South That'd be episode. good, yeah. Let's get him watching one and get him on get him on the show with us. Yeah. Uh, oh, Number 34, interview a Mountie. Ooh, okay. If you could track down a Mountie or, like, you know, maybe um, get hold of the British consulate. Okay, <laughs> I I've got, see. I've got a lovely idea of, like, going to the Canadian consulate in England, yeah. like, in London, I'm guessing, Yeah. as interviewing Mountie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you can facilitate that one, that would be good. Oh, yeah, no pressure there, then. <laughs> Number 35, hot on the heels of that one, interview someone from due south. Now, there's Ooh, a reason which we haven't yeah. done this yet. I wanted to wait until we'd watched a lot of G-South. Mm. I want to remind myself of a lot of the things. There's some stars who aren't in until later, so we can't really approach. There's one spoilers alert which gets killed off during the run. So you might remember who that is, or you might not. But there's one which is only in the first two series. You know, So there's there's reasons why I've waited until I want to be basically the first series in. But I might do a little bit before if I get hold of mm. one beforehand. But I want to interview one of the people who's been in. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, in G-South. But again, they, I didn't do it earlier on purpose, but I can't wait to do that. So I think that's about it for the uh, G-South. So there's quite a few Canadian yeah. slash G-South themed ones or which relate somehow to it. So you will get updates on that in the group as we do it. So if you follow the G-South uh, by Southeast Facebook group, the Twitter, or anything else which Michelle's managed to describe how to get to it, then... Uh, Should I do a bloody good job at as well? Well, apparently, well, you are getting better. <laughs> I, I, can't like, I can't like, now it's just getting to be a bit where you actually inform people where to contact the show, as opposed to something <laughs> to take the piss out of you with. Where's that going to get us? Oh, I don't know. Maybe more emails. Come on, email us. Yeah, email. Become a mini Mountie. Where do they email again? Oh, my goodness. Um, Juiceoutbsc at gmail.com. Yeah, and contact us, contact us on any of those other social media sites. Hopefully I sounded at least mildly coherent this episode. I can't hear myself very well, so it's really doing my head in. So we're going to sign off for this episode. <laughs> I've been Detective Squee. With me, as always, has been Dottie Baker. And our co-host has been... Mountie Michelle. Until next week, Michelle, just suppose, imagine if you will, they had a device for telling directions. Maybe a compass. Where would they have that compass pointed? Well, I always point mine due south by southeast. Hey. Hey.